Welcome to the Maze of Thoughts podcast. You can reach us at Discord, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Miss Snomer, the psych neophyte here with Apollyon, our music correspondent and anecdotal liaison, and Dystra Cool, our blossoming illustrator. Say hi, guys. How are you doing? (laughs) And today we're going to be discussing music and mental health. So we're going to give little bits and pieces on how music has impacted our lives and how music probably impacts your life. So I'm going to start with a little story. Um, A fun thing that my boyfriend and I do is we have our own band. He's actually a musician and plays music legitimately, where I am a wannabe singer. I've had some training, but it's not anything that I can broadcast, really. So we created, when he's practicing his guitar and practicing for different gigs and such, I'll do the vocal accompaniment. And we call our group the Couch Potatoes. (laughs) So this is one way that we bond via music. We'll play songs that he knows, and then I'll learn the songs, and he'll play songs that I know. And I'll sing along and belt to my heart's content. So guys, how has music impacted your Um, Well, all throughout high school, because I recently graduated um, last year, um, I was in my school's marching band as well as concert and jazz band. And that had a big impact on my life because it it allowed me to learn about new music that I had no idea about. Who knew that bossa nova was another form of jazz that you could play? Or, Or who knew about all the... The different like rhythm patterns there were like it opened my eyes at different types of music and I would be listening to bands that like that would be recommended to me by like random people I never met and I really feel like I gained an appreciation for music and not only that but it allowed me to be able to create something and um, I think being able to create is a really powerful thing there's so many you can express yourself in so many different ways and I feel like music is just one of those uh like all around virtual things that everyone can understand like if you play a sad song everyone's gonna understand it's sad if you play something that's happy everyone's gonna feel happy and um i feel like music is just something that could really bring people together and i feel like if you're able to put your emotions and stuff within a song that's um it's a really powerful thing that you can have you know okay so for me what music did was well at some point it saved my life when i was uh, pretty much like lost and whatnot and didn't really have much going on for my life so uh having a band and actually being able to play music and create music and not just the music but the social aspect of the band was also very good because the band is a brotherhood uh more than anything and it really helps out because you're all into it and you're all stuck with each other in a rehearsal uh, rehearsal room and you have to create something you have to create music and you have to go play uh, play live and you have to play gigs and you have to do your best but you can also be depressing at times having a band i'll tell you that much because <laughs> Oof, people sometimes don't have the same opinion about each other and sometimes attitudes and stuff. Anyways, so music helped me a lot and it's been a part of my life ever since I was pretty young. I remember one of the things I wanted 
the most was as soon as it came out um the cd readers uh the the <laughs> is, it, is it called a hi-fi is it like are you talking about a disc man N- no the the oh the disc man came way after I'm talking mm-hmm. about the this the this it's not this it's a hi-fi system i guess it was called or oh. whatever the Because it, it had speakers and, you know, you had where the, the, CD, the CD reader was and you had the tape uh, reader as well. You're showing our I think age. it was a <laughs> hi-fi system. Man. Yes, uh, it was a hi-fi system. Okay, yeah, like I vaguely remember it, but that was... From, uh, like, the 90s and, and uh, early 2000s. Yes, it was a hi-fi system, I just checked. So... Yes, very early I wanted one of those things, and um, it helped, and I started getting CDs. I remember one of the first CDs that I got was from, like, neighbors uh, close by, and it was a Christmas CD with, like, Christmas music. And even though nowadays I don't care about it, I don't even know if if it's still around somewhere, but... It, it, it was, you know, it's memories that stay with me. You know, I still remember all that stuff. And, um, yeah, it, music, as Dice said, it can bring a lot of people together because you go to festivals, music. You go to a concert, music. You are watching a live stream, people play music. You people want to share music. People want to share what they listen to. And,. As someone who also hosted and founded the radio station online, I can also say that it's... I love it. And one of the things I also did as well was play music on my phone. Some people knew me because of this. (laughs) Because I was always the guy playing music on my phone. (laughs) And at the time, music wasn't as good quality as it is nowadays when you were playing it on your your Mm. phone speakers. Oh, yeah, Because we're talking true. about Nokia's uh, N80s or even Motorola's E1000 or something like that. A, a crazy model that started playing MP3 music and stuff. So, um, yeah, I was the guy with the phone, typically, uh, or the laptop. When I, when I first got a laptop, I would also sit by the cafe and have the computers playing. But the thing is, people enjoyed some of the music because I've always had this thing about myself where I listen to several genres of music. So I have a good eye for DJing. I have a good eye for, oh, who, hmm, that person likes rock. Hmm, that person likes hip hop. Mm, that person would like the funk. And some people would love the music that I would play. So it made me feel really good because sometimes like playing Pink Floyd, for example, and it would bring, you would see the people's faces and it would bring a smile to their face to bring back memories of possibly like the 80s and they were listening to Pink Floyd all the time when they were young and doing stuff and being wild and possibly doing LSD and whatnot. But it doesn't matter. It was memories of those times and you could bring that to people's faces and it was really good. It felt really good, not gonna lie. So yeah, I love music. Music's great. (laughs) This is why you're our music liaison. This is your area of expertise. Yeah. So I'm hoping to learn a lot from you in that regard. Like I said, I dabbled in music um, 
back in elementary school, I was in my choir. And then in high school, I was part of my choir and the drama team, or drama club rather. And I remember that when I was selected to be Oliver Twist in our production of Oliver, that was hilarious because I went to an all-girls high school and we were doing a play that was predominantly orphaned British boys. So you can imagine how fun that was, uh, putting together the music and doing a lot of the skits and acting out the different scenes. But I think is that that's why you're a drama queen. Exactly. <laughs> this is why I'm, I'm so kidding. extra. I was made. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I was just joking. <laughs> You'd be surprised. There are a lot of people who call me extra anyway. <laughs> but why it, are you fat? No. <laughs> I mean, my personality. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> people say that I. I'm fat. They thought I was taller. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. Know that in real life. <laughs> but it was, that was my real exposure to music, was through the drama club and through choir. And I loved it for mm-hmm. what it was, but it was never something that I really pursued. Um, I don't have that deep of an attachment to it, aside from just surface listening. So I, was, I always find it interesting when there are people that know music theory, or that create music and write their own lyrics and just music is a part of them. And I think that's something really special. See, that's the thing. I don't know any music theory. When I was in the band, uh, the guitar players and the drummer and the bass player, they would be like, "Eh, dude, play this note. And then they would actually like say the notes. They wouldn't even play the notes. Because if they played the notes, I would, okay, I identify that. But they would just like uh, do a, a, a me in the. Uh, I'm gonna say it in Portuguese, I have no idea, but the, do like a me, then a re, then a, a da, and then stuff like that. I was like, do what? Just play the goddamn guitar and then I'll. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I, 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 I have no idea of music theory whatsoever. I'm, I'm literally just blind on that. I'm so on the same boat. Whatever um, I do. Is just from the heart. I think the reason why I didn't, you know, pursue music as an adult, besides like playing for fun, like. Hey, Miss Number, can I... we push Dice a little closer to the mic? Oh. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> yeah there you go. Despite me having a passion for music and uh, loving to make it, I think the reason why I chose not to pursue it professionally within school and stuff is because I had a really hard time understanding music theory. For some reason, like, it didn't click for me. Like, I could understand the little components all separate when you explain them, but, like, when you put them all together, it was just too much for me to handle. But I could understand why it's such an important thing to know how to do because if you know music theory and you know how to, like, like translate the different notes between like like each thing you can pretty much like make music on the spot yeah like that's always been fascinating to me people that can kind of just essentially conjure music out of seemingly thin air but i realize that's just their in-depth understanding of the mechanics of how music works and then they're able to just create kind of like people who can paint things um, just by with an idea or a concept in their head and they can just create works and masterpieces. It's just, it really is an art form and I have a lot of respect for it. I'm just a little sad that I'm not able to do it myself. 
mean, at the end of the day, what I can say is that music is very, very mathematical. Like, very mathematical. Oh, well, that's why I can't do it. <laughs> that explains and a lot. It's... It's one thing is there's um, there's the pattern type of musician who's really good at following patterns and following stuff like that, and then there's the really good musician in my opinion, which is a musician with a heart, with a soul, the musician that grabs the instrument and makes you or makes you cry or makes you excited or makes you really makes emotions because the pattern music uh, or the music with patterns is good it can be really good but it in my it to me doesn't really do anything um but a musician that really just like solos unpredictably and just pulls bends those notes and really plays with a guitar and becomes one with a guitar that is to me, that's what, you know, like, really makes my skin, uh, what would you call it? Uh, chicken skin. skin or whatever. Oh, the skin fissions. Yeah, something I like love that. Th oh, I love those. I get those sometimes when I hear really good music or an intense emotional situation occurs, like in movies or something. But I love when it happens with music, like when a particular note is hit just at the right moment. It's like a collision of all the right elements at one time. For me, it's mainly solos or really well-placed riffs. Typically, one single note doesn't really do it. <laughs> but um, Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's more of like a situational thing. Within a song, there's a certain culmination of elements that come together and it just hits. The note is what triggers it, and then it's kind of like a crashing. It's, it's amazing. I love it. Mm. Yeah, it's... Some some solos are really good, and Pink Floyd solos, for example, are like. Listen, I can I can tell you, once I like my whole band, we were going to a gig, and we were on the highway, and we just came out of the toll, and the the car had like the 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 roof uh, the roof opened basically. And it's, it, was, it wasn't like a convertible, it's just like a little space, a little uh, square on the top of the, the, the car. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That just opens. So we had that open because I think it was summertime, it was quite hot. So we were heading to the gig, uh, sunroof, that's what you call it, sunroof open. And Pink Floyd, Shine On Your Crazy Diamond was playing. And I just, I... I just leaned my back or and leaned my back and leaned my head against the the bench or the seat and I was looking up to the sky while listening to Pink Floyd Shine on Your Crazy Diamond and I was legitimately getting high I felt high I felt the same feeling that I feel when I smoke a joint just from listening to the music and looking up to the sky. Now, it could have been my brain just like not getting any sort of like or getting weird movement from me looking up to the sky and having my my, my whole neck like bent and whatnot, um, leaning on the on the seat. But it was interesting as hell because I legitimately got high listening to just song. 
Oh my goodness. Like, that's a fantastic feeling. I don't think I've experienced that specifically, but just hearing about that is amazing. I'm trying to think if there are any situations like that I can relate to. But then sometimes, again, I don't. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Dice. Oh, sometimes it happens to me when I play music. It might be just because it might be because I'm getting lightheaded from blowing into the saxophone for too long. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely have felt that before where I felt like kind of floating and like in a dreamy state while just playing music. That's so cool. Guys, send some of that my way. I mean, what are you singing? Just sing Adele or or Alicia Keys or something. You're probably going to feel the same. Maybe a bit of opera? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. Maybe. I'll try that in the comments. That's probably going to be... That's going to give you the same feeling as as dice blowing into the (laughs) sand. Probably. Yeah, like, I think the closest I've ever come to that is a moment where... So this is going to sound really silly, and you guys are going to laugh at me, and I don't care. Back in second grade, I had just seen the movie Ants. Oh, I remember that one. In the movie, you remember they played the song I Can See Clearly Now? Oh. Well, it was funny because I guess one of my friends in class was sad one day. So I took it upon myself to turn that moment into a musical. And I went up to them and started singing like I Can See Clearly Now to them. But, like, dancing around their desk and smiling at them and, like, you know, poking their cheek and everything. And Every I think- time I hear I can see clearly now, I remember <laughs> of um, uh, Up in Smoke, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke, when they're sitting in the car and um, Cheech is basically, like, freaking out from being so high from smoking like a a whole dildo of a joint and he's like he, he has his beanie his beanie goes down covers his eyes and then he pulls his beanie up and he looks to Chong I can see clearly now the rain is gone <laughs> I don't know what this is man <laughs> and it's just Every time somebody says those words, I can see clearly now. I just remember that. Sorry. It w- I had to say. <laughs> it's a really fun movie. It's That's really good f- It's a really good movie for mental health. I'll tell you that much. Up in <laughs> Smoke by Chi Chin Chong. Oh my god. Well, basically, that's another point, is when people hear different songs, they have different reactions to them. So, like, my little second grade experience versus your <laughs> Cheech and Chong experience. The song holds a special meaning for the experiences we have, but at the same time, it's something we can both relate to. <laughs> so that's the power of music, bringing people together. <laughs> mm. I guess the bringing people together is more like a, a festival context and whatnot, because like, that's more like personal experiences. Um, but like festivals, it depends on the festivals. See, the problem with the festivals nowadays is a lot of people use festivals and whatnot just to get drunk, wasted, uh, do drugs and escape from their parents because I'm talking about like really popular festivals and stuff like that, that 
it's all the kids that are going like all the teenagers and whatnot because as a 28 year old individual I don't want to go to those festivals I can tell you that much uh, I 95% of the people that go to those festivals don't even know half of the bands that are going there so I, yeah. I've never been to a festival before but I like I see memes and I hear stories about it from people that have gone and I'm just like oh my poor heart can't take it I don't know if I can take all that excitement so much happening at once mm-hmm Oh my goodness. Anyways, <laughs> next topic. Yes, next topic. Let's see. So I wonder, how do different genres for different moods affect people? Like, what kind of music do people listen to depending on how they're feeling? Okay, so... Well, Dice said she has to go, so uh, maybe she wants to go on this one first. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm definitely one of those people who blast evanescence or any other type of edgy sad music when i'm sad um and i've thought about this before too because like while i'm listening to it i feel better but then after when i'm done like just reminiscing on it makes me feel upset again so it's kind of like a cycle where like i have to go back listen to another sad song and be like wow someone understands me like it's nice to know that there's someone that i went through and then when it stops i'm like wow my situation is horrible so it's it's weird especially when it comes to sad music like that um but usually but the good thing about how music affects mood is that when you're sad if you put on some happy music it'll definitely up how you feel i've started doing that instead like i've replaced listening to sad music and being moody with listening to something happier and upping my mood because you know being upset about certain things definitely isn't good for you especially if you know there's a way to make yourself feel better so you know personally i've replaced sad music with something a little uppier because no good being sad for too long you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah of course not wallowing when you're upset is one of the worst things you can do because you get stuck like you said in a cycle Mm -hmm. and it's it just doesn't help to continue to contain how you feel just exclusively listening to music that's when you probably want to reach out to a loved one and attempt to express yourself a little more but it's good that yeah go for it so to give my personal experience in terms of different moods for or different genres for different moods so basically as we just talked about previously there are certain uh, transitions in certain notes that hit like these nerves in our minds or whatever that make our you know bodies react to it and just like multiple subgenres for instance of uh, let's say death metal for example if I'm listening to death metal death metal is a, is a it's a type of music type of metal that it's very it's supposed to be very raw, very grim, very brutal, and it can be making you feel like a badass. If you like it, of course, if you don't like it, you're going to feel sad and, and probably want to, you know, be very depressed uh, if you do that. 
don't listen to music that you don't like legitimately don't like don't i'm not talking about you've never tried it and you possibly might like it i'm talking about you legitimately don't like that there's no way you like that and you have a good reason for it and you're forcing yourself through it don't do that that's just stupid but for instance death the the, the typical death metal raw classic old school death metal for me it makes me feel in energetic basically like when i'm listening to it i'm like oh i want to jump and i want to mosh and i want to just like you know do energetic things melodic death metal makes me feel very melancholic and just very like not depressed but like in you know just if if the solos are good and the melodies are good i feel very like melting you know what i mean i don't know if that makes sense for you listening to what i'm talking about but it, i feel like melting i feel like not really doing much um uh, then there's for example like technical death metal makes me feel very you know when the solos are good again like i really i really give a lot of importance to solos in music because i think it's when a when a musician shows that they're it's when a musician shows they're good composers and good players because to play a good to to write a good solo and play a good solo not every musician can do that a lot of musicians, like I would say 90, 98% of the, of the people that start playing guitar and can play good guitar, they will, that just sounded like some digga 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 guitar, um, but a lot of them, like I would even dare to say like 90, 98% of them, and when I'm talking, when I'm saying 98% of them, I'm not saying the, the whole, the whole 98% of people who have a guitar. Now I'm talking about people who picked up a guitar, started to learn the guitar, and became quote-unquote guitar players. Because I'm part of those quote-unquote guitar players, because I'm not a guitar player. I like to play the guitar, but I know I'm not a guitar player. But I, I, the guitar players, 98% of them can grab the guitar and you hand them the tabs and they can do the rhythm parts. But to solo... To write a good solo and to play a good solo, that is not for everybody. That is something difficult to do. And to, to write a solo that really touches the listener, that's the hardest part of it. So that is what technical death metal typically does to me. Now going to the more typical stuff. When I'm feeling down or I feel like I want to have some energy and I just want to have some you know, positive energy inside of me. I listen to funk music. Funk, funk rock, funk oh, metal. Oh, yeah. Or just the regular funk. Because funk is very upbeat. Funk is very... It's, it's, it can be very simple or it can be very technical as well. It can be very complex. And it just, overall, I think it sounds good. I love funk. I really love funk. It's really one of my favorite genres of all time. Whenever I found funk, I was like, whoa. Whoa, what, what, what is this? I love it. It's great. So, metal and funk, top notch for me. It, which is funny because it, it's, I mean, unless we're talking about funk metal, but um, I'm talking about death metal, which is very grim and, and, and 
<laughs> and like brutal and and, oh, and then funk, which is very you know uh, uplifting. Upbeat and lively. Yes. So I mean, I guess it, it's like the opposites, uh, you know, attracting each other. So yeah, but then like for for instance, I also really like hip hop, uh, 70s and 80s hip hop, and 90s as well. Uh, nothing from the 2000s, please no. <laughs> but um, anything 2000s and below that, up to the 70s, yes, I love it. It's really good because it had funk in it. Because the the artists back then they were using funk to uh, to 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 give it that that really good. Um, uh, really good sounding uh, technical part to to the songs. I mean, l listen to Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg, and listen to what he's doing nowadays. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's completely different. Oh Gin and Juice sounds really good, like <laughs> and then now it's just like very robotic stuff. Not not saying it's terrible, but you know when he was like pursuing the the. The beats for mumble rap as well. I think he did an album like that. Oh, as I nah, jeez nah. Um, <laughs> Big very very good as well. Notorious Big. Public Enemy, one of my favorites, of course, um, because they also had a very cool affiliation at some point with uh, Anthrax to create uh, Bring the Noise. But um, I guess. There's no need to, to put any more genres on the table now. It's there are different genres for different moods and states of mind, and this is not. I'm I mean maybe funk is more of a universal thing. Maybe you should try funk. Don't try death metal if you don't like it because it's a, it's a very specific genre. Like if you don't like it, you, you don't like it. It's, mm -hmm. it's just one of those things. Like <laughs> it's it's not. You know, I'm not saying you're not gonna like it ever. You might. It you can build taste for for, for certain genres of music, but uh, yeah, it does. You know, just look for something, even if it's pop music or whatever. But whatever makes you feel good, that's what you should listen to when you're feeling down. Yeah. And if you're feeling like too much energy or whatever just listen to some sad songs and stuff you know to make you reflect a little bit upon your life because not, nothing can be you know there's no one on this earth that is 100% happy so you know you need sadness in our lives to make us you know not take things for granted so just you know when you're feeling way too happy listen to some sad music and way uh, reflect too happy is that possible Uh, why not? If someone's like on LSD or something. Oh, okay. I don't I, know. I never took any of that. I don't so. That's outside of my realm. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I, I think I felt way too happy, you know, like super energetic doing, you know, wanting to do things all over the place. And eventually being like oh i have so much energy in me i need to get this out you know hmm. oh. i don't know something okay. like that so, something like that but did you but yeah, know funk mm -hmm. music just makes me want to get out of my chair uh what i really like like technical metal and and, and death metal just makes me want to jump and be energetic and stuff so uh yeah 
There's different genres for different moods, and you should pick yours and use those accordingly. Oh, for sure. Like, did you know that music is actually a form of therapy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like torture. Oh, oh, yes, of course. I mean, anything that can kind of manipulate your mood yeah. can either be used for therapy or torture. But normally it's like actively listening to good music can help you reconnect with healthy parts of yourself, especially when you're suffering from a debilitating, debilitating disease or some intense amount of pain. So music actually acts as a soothing pain reliever. For many There people. was a video on Facebook at some point of an individual who was very old, and I think he had Parkinson's or something, mm-hmm. and people play like old school jazz music or swing or whatever it was, but or blues or something, and because he, re- he the music was sort of like re- resuscitating certain nerves in his brain or something giving him like he was getting back some of his uh, capabilities of movement and and memory and stuff that's That's, really that's really beautiful yeah Yeah, a lot of people are saying that we should use music as a way of actual like physical therapy for people that suffer from Parkinson's as well as Alzheimer's disease because music is Stimul- well, music stimulates emotions and emotions are are connected with our memories so some scientists believe that when you have um, Alzheimer's disease and you're slowly losing memories music can help kind of uh, postpone the amount of uh, thought and memories that you lose it's actually really beautiful I love it I mean, I rem- I know that I sometimes go listen to like some Slipknot songs from back in the day when I started listening to it to give me those memories of, of those times when I was a teenager. I had no concerns and whatnot, and I, you know, was just like messing around and whatnot. So, yeah, because you also you you're. Um, it's, it's like the music you're listening to and the memories that you're sort of like keeping from those days. Music helps those memories come up. It's like a, it's like a, a, a floating service or whatever. It's like you, <laughs> you tie a rope onto the memory and the music brings it up to, so- the, to the box. <laughs> you're like, I need to remember this. Ding, ding. Yeah. Bring it back. I love that. All right, guys. Do we have any other thoughts on music and how it impacts us, particularly in the mental health capacity? I'm just going to say just use music as a good thing. Stop making what it is being made today. Don't listen. Don't listen to that. Don't give those guys money. If you don't like music, don't listen to it because that's what that's something that happens nowadays that should never happen ever is people are like oh i i hate this video i'm gonna watch it because i hate it so much i hate it so much that not only am i gonna watch this i'm gonna share it on my facebook so that people see how much i hate this video 
And just like that, you're giving hundreds of views to someone you actually hate or something you hate. Don't do that. Stop, please. For the sake of mankind. Yeah, I'm just steering clear of mumble rappers specifically because I don't believe they add any value to the music industry. It's all just a cash cow. And uh, no, no thank you. We'll stick to the classics. Dice, what do you think? I'd have to agree with Apollyon. I just, just use music for good. Music can impact people's lives and it could change their mood. So do whatever you can to just make music that will make people happy. Don't be a cash cow. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's finish out with some quotes to leave our listeners with. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can go first. And it's by the very famous uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Friedrich, whatever you are, I'm sorry. Okay, it's, it's not... <laughs> It's nothing personal, okay? It's just I never really learned how to pronounce the name. It's, you know what I mean? Because we in Portugal, we spell it a, a different way. It's nothing personal, okay? Anyways, without music, life would be a mistake. And it's very true. Oh, I like that. All right. Um, mine is by the famous Plato. Music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, and flight to the imagination, and life to everything. Mm. Mm. Nice. And mm. then mine is, I found that no matter what life throws at me, music softens the blow by Bryce Anderson. Oh, I like that. That's a good one, too. All right, everyone. I have no idea who any of those individuals are. Bryce Anderson is an author. And... Plato is a philosopher. Oh, no idea. (laughs) See, we're all learning something today. All right, guys, any closing remarks? Rock on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Forever and for always. Yeah, listen, just like last episode, I cannot top that. (laughs) She didn't top my last one. I cannot top this one. All right, my turn. Well, next episode i'm gonna have a good one i just gotta think of something cool (laughs) all right so thank you all for listening remember if you enjoy what you hear please like and subscribe we're on anchor so search maze of thoughts podcast on anchor we're also on spotify and search maze of thoughts podcast so thank you all for joining us and we hope to hear from you next week have a good one bye bye guys see ya